Good morning, everyone. Your focus for today, today's focus for Friday, October the 21st, 2022 at 9.38 a.m. Central Time. Today, we're going to be focusing on vain deceit. Well, good morning, everyone. That that was that was a little awkward, wasn't it? That that intro wasn't wasn't very well done, was it? It, it wasn't at all. It, it wasn't done very very well at all. Sometimes that happens because I, I was having technical difficulties. Then it was go live, and I well, I obviously wasn't prepared. I'm still getting used to doing our intro for this. It, I'm so used to to having the spoken intro. I'm so used to doing an intro a certain way. And then when it comes to this podcast series, everything is supposed to change. Everything is supposed to be different. And well, I, I'm still messing it up a little bit. It really bothers me. So you know what? I'm going to do it again. Are you ready? Let's do this again. All right. All right. Here we go. We do today's focus podcast series. Take number two. Good morning and welcome to today's focus for Friday, October the 21st, 2022. Well, your focus for today is back in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. I, I could not leave it alone. I could not leave it alone. Now, I know. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Wait, why did, why did you do the whole intro again? That was a waste of time. That was empty. That was meaningless. That was foolish. That, why did you do that? Well, maybe, maybe because one, I messed up, and two, I love to use my mess-ups as object lessons. I love to use my mess-ups as a, an, a way to make the point that I'm going to make in the podcast episode stick stick in your brain a little bit. I, I, I want you to remember my mess up. I want you to remember how I messed up the intro to think about, well, these two words, vain deceit, vain deceit. And, and and I hope that's, I, I don't know if it's going to make any sense, but I know this. I, I can't leave Colossians 2, 8 alone. Uh, yesterday, we talked about it. Now, I gave everyone some things to look up. I, I didn't receive a lot of emails where people worked on it, but I really hope you'll give it some, some serious thought because I think there's a lot here in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. So let's not waste any more time, okay? Let's not waste any more time uh, with, uh, can we say, vain deceit or at least the vain will make sense. You'll see. Here we go. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. My Bible closed on me. Colossians chapter 2. Let's go to verse 8. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Colossians 2, verse 8. Are you ready? Here we go. Beware. Beware. We need to be on the lookout. We need to, we need to be on alert. We need to be on the lookout for something. You, me, and especially the people in the church at Colossae who Paul was writing, writing to, he wanted to warn them. Hey, beware. There's danger. 
danger. You need to be looking out. You don't need to just not pay. You, you can't just walk around not paying any attention. There is a danger. So beware lest any man spoil you. Now we're still having, a, uh, I'm still having a large amount of difficulty with the, with the word spoil there. I understand what it means in the English, but when you look up the Greek word, I am just baffled by it. I don't understand that. The commentaries are like, no, the Greek word means this, 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 and this. I look up the interlinear and I'm like, where are you getting this from? So there's something I'm missing. I'm still trying to figure this out. Just to kind of give you an example, here's one, uh, here's one dictionary. Beware, list lest any man spoil you. The word spoil now commonly means to corrupt, to cause to decay and perish as fruit is spoiled by keeping too long or paper by wetting or hay by a long rain or crops by mildew. But the Greek word used here means to spoil in the sense of plunder, rob, as when plunder is taken in war. The meaning is, take heed lest anyone plunder or rob you of your faith and hope by philosophy. Now, that sounds wonderful, and that preaches good, right? I can grab that, and I can preach that. I could give that to you to, to really think about this idea of being spoiled or this idea of, of basically being taken and, and you're being robbed. Something's being taken from you. So beware because there's someone out there who wants to rob you. That sounds great. The only problem is when I look up the word spoil in the, the, the interlinear, I mean, there, there's not even a Thayer's lexicon there offering me any information. And, and, and that idea of robbing you like that uh, kind of goes with how some translations take it. Be careful that no one takes you captive. So something's going to corrupt you, capture you rob you. That's how all the commentaries tend to go with it. We'll still try to figure that out. But what's going to be the thing that's going to capture you? What's going to be the thing that's going to corrupt you? What's going to be the thing that's going to take you? Well, it's going to be philosophy, this idea of philosophy. And, and it's, I think it's the idea that it's not so much that philosophy in and of itself, but it's a bad philosophy. It's, it's, a, it's a philosophy that that is Contrary to the word of God, as uh, one commentary put it, the Greek, uh, the Greek philosophy prevailed much in the regions around Colossae, and perhaps also, and this is interesting, some kind of Gnostic or Oriental philosophy, all right? So they were exposed to the influence of these, uh, these plausible systems. They consisted much of speculations respecting the nature of the divine existence, and, and the danger of the Colossians was that they would rely rather on the deductions of that reasoning than on what they had been taught by the Christian teachers or by the truth found in God's word or the truth of Christ. But the point is, I think a lot of people say, say, beware of philosophy, stay away from philosophy. I think it's the idea of beware of philosophy fraudulent philosophy, a non-Christian philosophy, robbing you, corrupting you, capturing you. See, we, we are exposed to all kinds of philosophies. Our job is to take every thought captive. As long as I take the thought captive and I understand it, analyze it, and understand it in light of the truth of Christianity, then the philosophy is not 
dangerous to me. But if I just turn off my brain and let it come in and change my way of thinking, that becomes dangerous. So there is the philosophy. But let's let's go to the next. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and then the next. And vain deceit. And vain deceit. Now, some people kind of connect the philosophy in, in, in vain deceit. In other words, the philosophy relies on vain deceit. But so, so do we separate them? Do we keep them together? How do we, how do we understand the, the, the connection between philosophy and vain deceit? What is the connection? Does the philosophy lead to vain deceit? Is the philosophy built on vain deceit? Is it vain deceit that leads us to the philosophy? There's a lot of things that we could consider right here. But uh, just to understand the, the meaning of the word vain deceit means empty and misleading argument. Empty and misleading argument. Well, empty, meaningless, useless, worthless. You could argue that me restarting the podcast and doing the intro over was meaningless. It was empty. It was worthless. What did it accomplish? It would have accomplished nothing other, well, than, I guess, satisfying my own ego, right? So, but if I use it correctly, then it, it, it doesn't become vain, right? If I can make it meaningful in some way, shape, or form. Again, I think a philosophy can be empty or meaningless, right? Or lead to empty deceit unless I take every thought captive and then take that philosophy, consider it, and think about it from a biblical perspective. It may actually lead me into considering truth. See, a lot has how we approach things, but we need to be on the lookout for it. But vain deceit. Now, if we uh, look up a couple of commentaries, they say this, vain deceit, mere fallacy, The idea is that the doctrines which were advanced in these systems were maintained by plausible, not by solid arguments, by considerations not fitted to lead to the truth, but lead astray. In other words, the philosophy they're saying, see, they say the connection is the philosophy is built on vain deceit. It's built on empty, meaningless, misleading arguments. And you've got to be able to see the vain deceit in the philosophy. Because, and, he, and here's the thing. We live in a society where vain deceit is running rapid in everywhere, in the culture and inside the church. And what is vain deceit? It's, it's something empty in meaning and misleading. When Christian pastors are standing behind the pulpit saying empty, misleading things, maybe about an election, about COVID, saying things that are just not accurate, just is misleading. At at, at the very best, it's misleading. At the very worst, it's just absolute fraudulent and wrong. And it's, it's, it's it's a lie. It's a conspiracy theory. Christians can't be trafficking and vain deceit. We can't allow our thinking to be captured by this. Whatever philosophy that is built on vain deceit, Empty, meaningless, deceptive. We've got to be the ones who who are our thinking is is not taken over by a philosophy and vain deceit, but our our minds are supposed to be captured by Christ. 
We're supposed to pursue the truth, love the truth, care about the truth. We, we, we have to be on the lookout for it. So I'm going to ask you this today. To just think about these, these, I guess, three words, philosophy, vain, deceit. How are they connected? Is it philosophy by itself and vain deceit, like almost two separate things? Here's the philosophy. Here's vain deceit, right? But Or is it connected? Now, some translations have it this way. I'm going to read it this way, Colossians 2, 8. Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit. And empty deceit, all right? I'm going to go here to... I'm going to go back and look at all the English translations here, all the English translations. Here we go. The New International. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. See, now, they move everything, and the King James has philosophy, then vain deceit. They say through hollow and deceptive philosophy. They say vain deceit describes the philosophy. See, the vain deceit describes the philosophy. That's the connection. The philosophy is vain deceit. The philosophy, here, think of it this way. The philosophy is about the love of wisdom, the the desire for wisdom, the desire for knowledge. Well, that's wonderful and that's great. That is a, everyone in a sense should be a philosopher because everyone should love wisdom and pursue wisdom. However, if it's a hollow, empty, deceitful, if it's an empty, deceptive philosophy, you will be then taken captured by it and be robbed, in a sense, of the truths of Christianity. You will be replacing them with something other than. So the, the New International puts hollow and deceptive before philosophy. The New Living Translation, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies. They put vain, so they describe it as vain philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. High-sounding nonsense. So the idea is that the philosophy and the vain deceit are connected. They are connected together. All right? So I want you to really focus today. I want you to focus today on this idea of a philosophy that is built on vain deceit. Now, you may not, you may not be philosophical in your thinking, but just every idea Every idea that comes to to you, social media, friends, wherever, podcast, everywhere, it's going to be a philosophy because it's just a system of thinking. It's a a perspective. It's it's giving you some kind of, quote unquote, wisdom and how to see the world or think. The question is, is it nothing more than meaningless deception? Is it nothing more than empty deception? For let me just then end it this way. I began today's focus by messing up an intro. There was no need to correct it. So to correct it was kind of meaningless and empty. I could tell everyone and I could tell myself that I was doing so because I want to glorify God and I want my podcast to be professional because I want it to glorify God. That sounds really good, right? I mean, who could accuse me of that? But I could say that. But you know what? That would be vain deceit. It would be misleading. It would be empty 
because the reason I did so is because I felt stupid and I felt foolish and I literally wanted to stop. And I, in fact, it just in the middle of this, I was even telling myself, as soon as this is over, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to delete it and I'm going to turn around and redo it again. Because now that I've talked it through, I'll be much more prepared and it'll be much, it'll be smoother. And people are like, wow, that's really good. But that would be nothing more than vain deceit. It would be nothing more than vain deceit. See, there are ideas that are empty and meaningless and deceptive. But I think a lot of times the philosophy and the vain deceit is here. Well, we have a philosophy in our own mind that is really meaningless and empty and deceptive, but we convince ourselves it's profound and wise or that it's spiritual. See, I can convince everyone that I obsess over the quality of my podcast because I want to glorify God in everything I do. But in many cases, that's empty deceit because really, I just want to look smart and I want to appear to be the best podcaster ever. See how that's vain deceit? All right. We went longer than we were supposed to. So I'll stop right there. You can email me about today's focus at newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Thank you for being a part of this new podcast series right from the very beginning. We've walked you through the building of it. Now you're seeing the growing pains of it, but we will make this better each and every day, hopefully for the right reason and not for vain deceit. Thanks for listening. God bless.